Hey there, out there. You're listening to another deeply tuned episode of the Real People Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ginsberg. If you're a returning listener to the Real People Pod, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. I hope your Monday is going okay. I hope everybody's playing their favorite seasonal game. Do I have allergies or do I have COVID? I don't know. I hope it's allergies. <laughs> Just kidding. Hope everybody's doing good out there. Look, I have a great guest today. Andrew Ginsberg is on the show. What? What does that mean, man? How can it be, man? You're interviewing yourself? Not quite. There's another comic in New York City named Andrew Ginsberg who is way more successful, popular, uh, Googleable than me. If you Google Andrew Ginsberg, this is the guy that comes up. <laughs> um, he's a bodybuilder. He's a funny guy. He gave a great interview, and it was interesting to interview another Andrew Ginsberg man. Worlds collided. Space-time continuums collapsed. Stars aligned. Sun charts aligned. Planets came together, and we talked. Before we get started today, I have one quick promotional announcement. If you don't have anything to do on a Wednesday night, drop the Judge Judy and come out to the Village Idiot Comedy Show at the Juke Bar on 12th Street and 2nd Avenue. Every other Wednesday, Andrew Ginsberg, me, and my partner, Isaac Gartenberg, bring you the hottest comics in New York City. This week on April 21st at 7.30 p.m., we have some of the best comics around, including Mike Kramer, Kevin Kessler, Daniel Janine, Kate Robards, and Ian Finance from Ian's Infinite Playlist on Sirius XM, Brendan Sagalow, and Karen Fian from the Only Fians podcast. And of course, our great musical guest, Justin Guitarcia. Don't miss out. Come out to the East Village's hottest comedy show on a Wednesday night. Come out. All right. All right. Let's get this thing off the ground. Andrew Ginsberg is a stand-up comedian, champion bodybuilder, and author of Pumping Irony, How to Build Muscle, Lose Weight, and Have the Last Laugh. His TV appearances include The View, Saturday Night Live, The Sopranos, All My Children, As the World Turns, This Guiding Light, and One Life to Live. He currently has four comedy albums available on iTunes, and you've probably heard on Sirius XM's Laugh Attack, Hey, Get Off My Lawn, Clear Channel 24-7, Comedy Radio, and Martha Stewart Living Room. His work's been published in the New York Times, New York Post, Huffington Post, Details Magazine, Muscle and Fitness Magazine, Ellie Magazine, Flex Magazine, and Glamour Magazine. Okay, look. I've been hearing about Andrew Ginsberg pretty much my whole life because I've always wanted to be like an actor or a comic. And when I was like in sixth or seventh grade, my mom would say, you know, there's already a comic in New York City. Yeah, named Andrew Ginsberg. So you'll have to change your name because he's already pretty famous and everybody already knows who he is. So you'll have to be like Danny Powers or something. You'll have to change your name. But I never did. I, uh, I held on to the Andrew Ginsberg thing. And uh, I've always just been aware of this guy. I've, I've seen his stuff on YouTube. Um, I've read his Wikipedia page. You know, I heard that he headlined Caroline's. I've known about him, and I, and, I, and I knew that he was a bodybuilder. So when I reached out to him to do the interview, I, I was pretty stoked that he said yes. Because, I, A, I thought it would be crazy just to talk to somebody that's gone through life with the same name as me. But, B, he's had an interesting career, and he does a lot of cool shit. I don't know anybody who does stand-up and also is a championship bodybuilder, <laughs> you know? And getting to talk to him, as you'll hear on the episode, he's a really, really, really nice guy. Um, had a really good energy, was super open to answering questions from a stranger. Um, 
seemed like a really nice family man, great dad, had his head on straight and had a lot of ideas about how to be funny and how to, how to chase your dreams and stay active. So I really enjoyed talking to Andrew Ginsberg. He lives up to the hype, to the name. He does justice to the name Andrew Ginsberg. And I hope one day I can be just as good of an Andrew Ginsberg as the Andrew Ginsberg that I interviewed on the show today. He said when I first emailed him, you know, you got the, uh, you know, you got the poet and I got the judge. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of a funny way to look at it. So anyway, without further ado, introducing New York City stand-up comic, Andrew Ginsberg. Andrew Ginsberg, thanks for joining the uh, Real People podcast. Andrew Ginsberg, thank you for having me. <laughs> Weird, man. I feel like I'm looking uh, into the future a little bit. I know. It's, got, <laughs> it's like twins. It's like the movie Twins. <laughs> yeah, but it's... <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But it's like you said in your email, um, you got the U and I got the E. Yeah. Right? Which arguably, I like the poet more than the judge. <laughs> Why well, I didn't expect you to say that honestly. I thought you would have said the reverse. I've loved Allen Ginsberg. I love how you know I'm a sure. I'm a real New York liberal. Uh, gotcha. Not that Ruth Bader Ginsburg isn't, but Allen Ginsberg <laughs> had more of an edge. That's true. Yeah. Hey, I loved Hal too. I actually went to the same college as Allen Ginsberg, Montclair State. Wow. Yeah. Was that a coincidence, yeah. or were you like it's meant to be? Or I just I just do Ginsburg stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, but my grandma's name—this is not a joke either—is Ruth Ginsburg, and she's still alive. She's one hundred. Oh my god, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But how's it been? Go how's it been going? How's it been going for you? As being Andrew Ginsburg, how's how's life been so far? <laughs> like, I feel like you've you've you got to slut. You're. I always tell people when you Google me, you show up. Oh, that's so sucks. I <laughs> that sucks. That's what happens, man. Oh man, you know we got to reverse that. I'm gonna. It, it should, we should we should set up a fifty fifty thing with Google. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you're funny. doing more stuff than I am. And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a dad, man. I, like, my 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 days where I was doing cool stuff like this are, are past. But um, this. Oh, that's not true. Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. No. Uh. Being Andrew Ginsburg's wonderful. Uh. Got nice. got two Ginsburg sons, which is cool. Good. Uh, and. Uh, and yeah, no, I, I I like it. It's a good name. People assume you're yeah. intelligent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As, did it work for you? In, did the people assume you were funny in comedy too? Uh, no, because <laughs> okay. it's, it's. In fact, a lot of people told me to change my last name because it was too Jewy. It's like, yeah. you, like they, it's run by Jews, but you're not supposed to rub it in their face, type of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to change it to like uh, Danny Powers or something. Yeah, like, like that. John yeah. John Lebowitz. With John, it became John Stewart, and Alan right. Koningsberg was Woody Allen. You know, <laughs> right? We're not. We're not supposed to be, you know, we're not supposed to have kept Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? How's Andrew Ginsburg been for you? And is for you? It's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. I haven't, I haven't passed on the lineage, so I'm glad that you did. So, Are your, are, are any of your kids, Andrew, or are you? Well, I hadn't passed you... them on when I was your age. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I got time. When, when, I was, yeah. when I was Andrew Ginsburg, 31, I, 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 was, I, I had not passed it on. But, uh, yeah, uh, Ben Ginsburg and Leo Ginsburg. So, we, yeah, we have okay. lots of Ginsburgs growing up, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. And uh, on, on my side, yeah, it's, it's been a good ride. You know, um, I've enjoyed it being Andrew Ginsburg. The second most Googleable Googleable person on the internet, Fuck. and um, you know I'm doing the stand-up thing though, and uh, like I said, I, the reason I wanted to talk to you 
It's just because whenever I go to mics and stuff around the city, people know you. Again, so it's, it's kind of like a real-life Google search where if I sign up for an open mic or even ping somebody about a show spot, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember you at Caroline's and da-da-da-da-da. Like, and I'm like, no, no, that's, that's Andrew Ginsburg. <laughs> that's not – you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, it's yeah. funny. I get shit on all day with my wife and my family and everybody. So this is like yeah. my moment. Uh, you, you, you give me a little bit of testosterone. Um, yeah, that's what. <laughs> I, I, so th- thank you. We Ginsburgs have to look out for each other, man. I'm I, happy well, I, will, to do I it. will say this: I was never a dick in the business, so nobody's going to be like, "Oh fuck, that guy! Oh, don't book him." <laughs> like I, I, I always erred on the nice side because I, you know I just. I, you know, it's, I think it's good to be kind, but you know. yeah, I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Hopefully, I try to be kind too. Yeah. So hopefully, we can just people will just book me thinking that I'm you, <laughs> and then be like, you know what? He's nice. He could still do the spot. Wait. <laughs> You know what's funny? I have a bunch of temple gigs lined. Like I was rocking the the temples. The no, seriously. I, last year yeah. I became like the juice uh, juice circuit temple guy, and they pay really? well. And some of them I didn't <laughs> want to do. So you should go. <laughs> let me I let me know. know. Let me know if you need an opener. Maybe I can warm up the temple crowd for you. That would be the biggest mind <laughs> fuck. Can you imagine. Oh man, that would be Andrew Ginsburg and Andrew Ginsburg. I think the people at the table might say, "This is a bit much, even for us." Yeah, yeah. Oy vey. <laughs> I don't like these Ginsburgs. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'm curious. Uh, so, are you? So, are you? When I was a little kid, I was not that you're that much older than me, but I remember being like, <laughs> not, I remember being like nine years old, <laughs> and and I remember seeing and correct me if the, and I tried to find this on the internet before I talked to you, but I guess I'll just have to do it this where you have to confirm. But I have this vague memory of watching you do stand up um, on TV or something, and you were saying, well, you know, my mom's Italian and uh, my dad's Jewish, and and you used to do some some jokes about that, right? Yeah. About like if you were raised. Were you raised Catholic or Jewish? No, I'm Jewish. Uh, I'm okay, Jew- you're you're all the way. I used yeah. to do this joke, and I, it, it, it it like it it hurts me to know, to remind myself that I used to do this joke because it's such a. I used to say uh, most people think I'm Italian, believe it or not, I'm Jewish. A lot of people think yeah. I'm athletic, believe it or not, I'm Jewish. <laughs> That's a great. I like that. Joke. I mean, yeah, but you know, it, it, it it's a Jew joke. Uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's joke, but yeah. you really are half Italian and half Jewish. Yeah, yeah. My my mom is like a big sauce stirring Italian lady. And then my dad is kind of like an old school Jewish kind of lighthearted uh, guy. A mensch, exactly. And uh and uh I but I was raised in a church, but you know, I I'm not necessarily a religious person, but it was always an identity thing because everybody assumes that I'm Jewish. Yeah. My last name is Ginsburg and I just kind of you know, I, I, I kind of feel more at home when I'm with other Jewish people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Culturally. Were you baptized? <laughs> I was, wow, but I, wow. I, I know. You may I know, be but the I only have... Ginsburg to be baptized <laughs> in the history of the world. I, I used to do, I used to, it wasn't like a joke, a stand. I used to say to my family at family parties that when they did the baptism, they said they held up Andrew Ginsburg. The whole church turned around and went, wait a second. Did, <laughs> something, something's not right here. Get even, him. Yeah, he's not, we can't, this can't be, this has got to be a scheduling, scheduling mix yeah, up, you know? Kill him. <laughs> kill that guy. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then you're also, uh, you're also a bodybuilder, yeah. right? 
Are you still? A, I mean, not that you're like so old that you can't be, but you're still a bodybuilder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still in that kind of shape. Um, nice. I, I, well, not nice. It's it's for <laughs> it, it's like a form of mental illness. What? Uh, why is that? Because it's just you're addicted to it. Well, <laughs> it, it's just yeah. I mean, it, it's an affliction. Like you always have to try <laughs> to look a certain way to compensate for just. And, and what's interesting <laughs> is stand up. You need attention. Look at me. Look how funny I am bodybuilding's yeah. even more look at me look how you know look how built i am i mean how insecure can a human being be that he needs both of those baskets <laughs> did, did, did you get you know i feel like there's not a lot of um comics who are or are in shape in general you know what i mean no it goes the other way i mean the it it, it, it actually is a huge detriment because yeah. i i always found actually because i you know i fluctuated in size over the years and the bigger the muscle the smaller the laugh <laughs> who wants they're like this guy's already got it like what do we need to what do we need to give him validation for yeah. he's, he's you hey, i'm a threat whereas you know fat guy we love you immediately me they fucking hate <laughs> Yeah, you had to work. I could see that you'd have to work a lot hard. You'd have to be really funny, right? Because when you walk on stage, you don't look funny. Every right? guy hates you because their girlfriend may laugh at you. And every girlfriend's like, fuck this asshole. He looks like the guy that cheated on me. Because obviously you're passionate about both things, right? Comedy and then working yeah, out. And you, uh, equally, and you blended equally. them. Yeah, yeah, equally. Yeah, equally. How did you find that uh, How did you find that balance? Like, uh, like, how did you pick a road? You know, because it seems like you blended them pretty well throughout your life. Yeah, um, I was a tennis player in high school. I got a tennis. Uh, I played tennis in college. Got kicked off the tennis team for smoking a lot of weed. Okay, cool. Needed a competitive <laughs> outlet. Bodybuilding's obviously the lateral move, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I started lifting weights, and uh, you know, also to not be threatening. I, I, you know, I was a, I was a clown. So I, I kind of, you know, I, I always um, made fun of it while I was doing it. So, I, yeah. and also, you know, the, it, it gave me um, the jokes. You know, my parents always told me I was stupid. So the comedy was to try to prove them that I could be clever. And the bodybuilding right. was because I got bullied a lot. So that was to show you, well, wait a minute, I'll kick the shit out of you. <laughs> if it, you don't laugh at this joke, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, they were both, well, they're both major defenses. Obviously, you know, there was right. a lot missing and I used those yeah. things as tools. I think they're, you know, they're better than a lot of other things I could have used. For sure, yeah. for sure. And you ke and you've kept them both going, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's helped a lot. Both, both, uh, yeah, it's fun. So these days, what are you doing more? More uh, the bodybuilding or the comedy? Well, um, I'm, I, I love writing. Writing is my passion. If I could do one okay. thing, I would just write. And it, it, that, that goes back to when I was 20. I, I always liked the writing more than the performing. Sure. And, and okay. so, I, you know, I, I, that's I'm always writing something. Com I, I don't need to get on stage, and I to, quite honestly, <laughs> I never did. Like, I, it, it was good. It was a good thing to regurgitate what you wrote and hopefully get yeah. a laugh. But um, the, I'm, I'm writing more, and uh, I still work. I mean, I'll work out until I die. I won't compete, yeah. but uh, I, you know, it's 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 a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's that's super cool i i i did see that you've you've written a lot you write like uh articles in the new york times and submit opinion pieces and i saw i read your article in the huff post and stuff like that to get uh prepped for the interview and that that's pretty i mean i like write. i actually my degree is actually in in creative writing so we have again that's a ginsburg thing i like to write too montclair but... <laughs> montclair state creative writing yeah you are alan, you know it... you are alan ginsburg that's crazy i, I 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and Allen Ginsberg, I mean, he was, he, I mean, at that time when I was a disturbed college kid, he was my favorite like poet. You know, I would walk around with a copy of Howl and, and, uh, you know, and, and just think I was a beat yeah. and, and, and smoke cigarettes on the side of buildings and, you know, just be depressed. And, uh, I was into it for sure. <laughs> Did you smoke a lot of weed? Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I was like, okay, this guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, good. That's, I, I respect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Because you're a bodybuilder, I feel uh, self conscious telling you that because I don't want you to think I don't care about myself. Oh, I was. <laughs> I, I, I never worked out a day where I wasn't stoned. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting exercise, right? I was a pothead. <laughs> I was a pothead for twenty years. Uh, okay. Every day that I got married nice. and I cut okay. that out, and then I became a dad, and that definitely was off the table. So yeah, yeah. but but for yeah, no, I, I get it. Can you tell me about how you got into got into? Let's start with comedy. Like, what were you trying to do when you start out, and when you were first working in New York City in the very beginning? Where were you going? How did you get involved? Like, who were the people that were around? Like, what were you doing? When you I was know? a senior at Boston University, I really wanted to try stand-up comedy. I just thought yeah. it was cool. I would go to the Comedy Connection in Boston a lot, in Faneuil oh, nice. Hall. I remember I saw Damon Wayans perform, and I'd never been to a comedy show. And I saw people laugh, to this day, harder than I've ever seen. They were hitting their heads on the table. And he was, like, hung over. <laughs> but Damon Wayans is just that fucking funny. Like, yeah. in his, when he was... I mean, it was special, and I just wanted to try it because I, you know, I, I was always the the idiot in class. Even in college, it would try to say the obnoxious, hopefully funny comment, and, and it, you know, make the teacher look stupid, whatever it was. You cut an asshole. Yeah. So I, 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 I went to an open mic, and uh, I went up there, and I kept moving my name lower down the list because I was shitting in my pants. And <laughs> I kept erasing it in pencil and moving it down, and I'm like, and I went up to the host. I'm like, you know what? Just take me out. I'm not. And there was a guy at the <laughs> bar he goes just get up there kid i'm like i, I can't he's like just get up there they're, they're not listening yeah. to anybody anyway so i went up there and i i bombed my leg was shaking the whole time i think i did a joke semi-racist you know i didn't know what i was doing yeah, yeah. and i sat down and the same guy at the bar was like good job kid they really listened to you i'm like yeah that's all they did he goes nah most of these guys they're not paying any attention to they're walking in and out of the room they were quiet they were watching you 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 have presence i'm like yeah but i'm not fucking funny he's like eh, i can work with you and this yeah. became my best friend uh for a few years in boston and his name was teddy bergeron and teddy okay. bergeron was the first guy to get the couch on the tonight show with johnny carson and he was actually slated to replace Johnny Carson, but he really made uh, some bad moves with alcohol. It kind of destroyed his career, but to this day, one of the best comics. Joe Rogan's mentioned him on his podcast. His early days in Boston, he saw Teddy Bergeron, and it was like a magician with a mic. And then Teddy yeah. went on later that night and closed the show, and I was like, holy shit uh, and then the deal was we would hang out i would roll him joints put him in a cassette <laughs> tape box and he would help me write and he would teach me comedy so i have all these hours of t cassette tapes of him teaching me to be vulnerable and put make the audience think you're below them and all that shit yeah wow yeah it was cool it was a real what an, op what an opportunity i know and he would yeah. take me all over boston and let me open for him even when i was like a month in and i did a show wow. senior year uh, a few months later uh i opened for teddy at bu and it was awesome my professors came and i did okay and he did like 45 <laughs> and it was cool yeah 
Wow, that's really cool. And then that's 9-11 really cool. happened, and I was like, I can't stay in Boston. I want to go home. And I went yeah. home, and I tried, and I, I went to New York, and I started there. And I started all over. But uh, by then, start- I, the, at least then I had something, like a couple, you know, like a solid yeah. five. That was, it wasn't yeah. complete <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, my next question is, I, I'm curious as to when you got back to New York, because New York's kind of like that now, sort of, at post 9-11 yeah. in a sense, where, you know, it's like, it was Wor- scary and worse. horrible things. Worse. Worse. You know, more, more death. I mean, you know, just dark times, right? And now it's like we're bringing back comedy on the coming out of this dark year, you know? And it's like, I, I'm curious, like, what was, um, what was going on in New York after 9-11 in comedy? Like, what was the scene like? Because I remember after 9-11... It was kind of like, when can we even be, when can we start doing, when is it right to do this again? Like, yeah. Just to kind of laugh. Yeah. You know? I, I, so I moved back, I think, November of 2000, so about two months later. And it, it yeah, was fresh. back by then. Like, they had, they had that um, famous SNL episode where they're like, is it okay to laugh? And they're like, why yeah. start now? That kind of a thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, and I remember Dave Attell was the bigger, Dave Attell was the thing when you got to New York in that year, 2001. And I went yeah. right to see him. And Bill Burr actually opened for him, this little freckly redhead kid. <laughs> Nobody knew who he was. And he... Yeah destroyed carolines like i've never seen and i was like holy shit this guy burr is incredible and yeah. uh, of course you know now 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 he's bill burr so yeah, that, yeah that was good, cool. good call <laughs> it, it was it was different though it was definitely you know new york was definitely uh, there was a lot of fear still and tension because you know there was just a terrorist attack but who was where are you like i guess we're because i'm you know again coming out of the like coming out of the pandemic as a city slightly starts to go back to norm quote unquote normal you know there's a lot of like places to do stand up now there's a lot of like alternative shows and there's like a ton of mics popping up all over the city there's a lot going on underground like everybody's starting their own show at bars and stuff like that like including me but it's like when you were coming back like where did you get started then was it just like I, you went and saw David Tell. I imagine that was like when Insomniac was like in its prime yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, but where? where, where, where but if you're, you're just some guy from Boston, you ha- like you were at Boston, you have a tight five. Where, where are you going? Like, how are you? How do you even get involved? Where do you start? I was just I literally like like everybody. I just started at the it, bottom. I went to the open mics. I met people. I got thrown into like cabaret shows that like don't tell mamas. You nice. know, you know th- those little rooms are um, the place in the village. Uh, what God, what's the name of it? Uh, gay bar. Uh, the the hard swallow. No, <laughs> uh-huh. no. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it as soon as we're done talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. yeah, no. I just I went to all those little places, the village lantern, all those little spots, and then eventually I would get a couple of spots at Gotham, and 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 started getting into some of the clubs there. And yeah. uh, just, you know, getting spots uh, late night, you know, real late. And I just clawing it away for anything. And, yeah. um, event, and I kept auditioning and I eventually got passed at a bunch of places. And then I started getting some steady gigs and I started building my act and I started getting a lot better, which, yeah. <laughs> which, t- which was important. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, how, 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 when did you kind of start to catch your stride? Like how long does it, how long does it take to get better? I mean, you must be, you're doing it every day at that point. I headlined when at you... Caroline's in 2008. So I've been there seven okay. years and the guy finally, and that was always a goal. It was always a goal to get the poster on the, on the, on the window. You know, back then yeah. I was so, you know, it, it, now that would never have been a goal, but uh, you know, I'm a different age. <laughs> then that's all that mattered to me. So you're so self-centered and egotistical and, you know, yeah, that's where I'm at now. 
<laughs> it's nice to know that it's going to end though eventually. That's well, uh, <laughs> I, I hope I hope you're dating all the wrong women. <laughs> I'm trying I, my best. I hope your friends are awful and criminal. They are. I, I, yeah, I hope yeah. you make giant <laughs> fucking mistakes. <laughs> I, I I I'm doing the best I can, Andrew. I, I really am. I'm making as many as I yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So that 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 it kind of happened slowly. And um, Barry Katz, you know Barry Katz. Uh, yeah. Barry Katz helped me out a lot. Like he got me. Um, he got me seen. Uh, he got me connected with a manager, and he also got me like a comedy label. So I, I, I have four comedy albums. One is actually sad that I'm proud of. The three I hope no one ever listens to. But the last <laughs> one was I, I was something I'm actually really proud of. It was called Eat the Yolk. Okay. But he's the mm-hmm. one that got the ball rolling with that kind of thing. That you know, and you know, I started writing and making some comic friends. You know how important that is. People that are yeah. as crazy as you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find sometimes that's my favorite part about I mean, of course, I love doing stand up. I love writing and even bombing and then going back and, and you know, rewriting because like you hate yourself so much that you have to get it right. And like I love all that stuff. But I think the most rewarding part so far, at least since I, I've been around the past few years in the city, is meeting all these great, interesting, wild people and kind of starting to consider them. My, like, you know, you start to see the same people around it. I'm, I'm sure, you know, everywhere you go and you're like this guy, like. I guess they're turning into my friends, like my community. You know, you get excited when you see these maniacs, and it's just great. It really you know? is like a, like a group like group therapy. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just, yeah. They're such characters, and everyone's so damaged. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, but you like you like know each other's kind of damaged parts because it's like, and a lot of these guys, you know, I see them every like I, I know their I, I can I can tell you their routines. I know it. I know their jokes. I know their bits. You know, you know? a guy who I kind of just became absolutely uh, who I, I just adore now, and I met him a few times in the city. This guy, Eton Levine. Do you know him? Okay, I don't know him. No. Oh, he's he's I'll funny. Out, he's, he's one of he's one of those guys. I just kept seeing him around. I'm like, oh, I really like this little Jew guy. He's fucking, <laughs> he's funny and he's just likable and he's just damaged and I I, I love yeah. him. Yeah, he's just he's just one of those guys in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, so. And you're also, but were, were you also intending to be an actor? Because it seems like you did a lot of acting stuff. No, not oh, not okay. at all. I got all these acting gigs because I was a piece of meat. Um, I, I got, I got on nice. all my children because I, I, I submitted this headshot. Truth yeah. be told, I did this shoot for Playgirl magazine. Oh, here we get fun. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to hear very much. And my mom is listening to this part. She's going to tune in. But uh, she like uh, I, when I told her I was talking to you and that you were on um, all my children, she was like, oh, it's my favorite show. I can't wait to hear what he says. About oh, God. This so I was Officer Bernstein, the only Jew, the only <laughs> Jew in Pine Valley. They gave me they gave me a Jew name on purpose, and oh, okay. uh, Officer Bernstein. I was on there for like two thousand five to two. I was on, it was it was so much fun. We were all these pieces of meat. They, they, we yeah. wore these outfits that looked like the village people. But um, yeah. I got I uh, come back. The, I submitted a headshot, and it was just it, it's a shot that's on on. It comes up uh, like on IMDb. It's a, it's this yeah. it's this. And I wish I they would. I've written to them to take it down because <laughs> you put it up, and I look like a porn star. And I'm <laughs> and I'm 41, and take this porn star picture down. I have kids. Like they're gonna be like, oh, dad was a porn star. <laughs> um, but uh, I submitted the shot because I had I, I was in. Re- 
really good shape. And the guy yeah. called me in the next day and he's like, we need a cop. I'm like, great. And he's like, yeah. uh, here, read this. And I, you know, I can read. And, uh, <laughs> so, so I got the gig, but, um, uh, I was working at this gym training people, David Barton in the village. It's a gay gym. Mm -hmm. And this photographer okay. approached me and he's like, you're pretty ripped. Would you interest me in doing a shoot? We'd pay you well. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm 25. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw Boogie Nights. Let's do this. <laughs> so, so I did this shoot, and, you know, a full nudity, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah. they were going to wow. give me an April 2005 issue. And they were going to give me the centerfold. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And it's before. Wow. Before I, before I signed off on it, I called this guy who was managing me, the, uh, uh, this uh, the real Jewish guy, and I go, they're going to do this. This will be great for comedy, right? They'll have me on a stage with a mic naked and all that. He's like, Andrew, they don't want to see Jewish cock. <laughs> and just think of your mother. <laughs> And, and oh I begged God. them not to do it. I'm like, please don't do it. I, I don't want, and they're like, we only want models that are passionate about being, I'm like, good. Don't yeah. ever, ever do this. But that photo, yeah. the, what got me all my children was from a porn shot for. <laughs> wow. And, and so, but did you, so did you ultimately do the centerfold or no? You, you no, 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 oh, okay. no. They, yeah, pulled, yeah, yeah, they had yeah. all, they did a test shoot with me. So they have some, there's some guy with some nudes floating around. Uh, and, yeah, they've got them. But that's fine. <laughs> it, it never got yeah. out. <laughs> that is not how I expected you to say that you got into acting. That is a pretty wild story. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I mean, you, you're a, you're a, you're a serious, I mean, you're not only you're a bodybuilder, you're a male model and you're also, uh, you know, cause you're getting those types of gigs. And you're doing the acting thing. How did you, uh, you had a gig on The Sopranos, right? You were in the Johnny Sack wedding scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 that was, uh, I submitted again. I just submitted like um, a headshot and they're like, you look Italian. We could use you. And actually, yeah. that was a, that was a great opportunity that that just got passed. We were standing outside this church in between takes, and and I felt a yeah. tap on my back, and it was James Gandolfini, and he said, "Wow, I was looking at you. You got a good look. We need a guy like you." And he wanted me to come in for his bodyguard role, which would have been a huge role. And by, I gave him my headshot. And by the time he got it to casting, they had already picked a guy. But it, it was uh. he tried to help me. He's the nicest guy, too. And he really, yeah. it, it was just a yeah, it was just timing was a little off. But that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, hey, that that's cool that he put his hand on your shoulder. It was my, uh, yeah. He's one of my favorite people of, uh, of all time. I met him once, too. 100 years ago and i worked in a pool table store in south jersey and he came in to buy a pool table nice guy and he was an, and he was a really nice yeah. guy like the nicest guy in the entire yeah. world i uh, couldn't have been that didn't seem like a mega star celebrity in any fat you know what i mean he was very down to earth yeah like, no that day cool there dude. was like 300 extras on set for this uh, this wedding and he bought all yeah. of them ice cream because it was like august and he's like i buy everyone ice cream I'm like yeah <laughs> That's such an all that that's such a cool. I I'm just a huge fan of The Sopranos, so I I noticed that credit. I I was like I'm definitely gonna ask him about this when I talk to him on the show. Yeah. Um, but but so how has your uh, comedy writing? Because it sounds like you're you're doing a lot of writing now in the background, and you have the book, the Pumping Irony book. Yeah. Um, so that is sort of a blend of both worlds of the bodybuilding and the comedy, right? I mean, how has your perspective changed? You said now that you're older, like where are you drawing your inspiration from now? Where are you trying to go? Uh. I'm it sounds like a real midlife crisis thing, but I'm really trying to just uh, 
try to enjoy life more because i was always yeah. trying to get to some place where you know you know you, you know how driven you are every yeah. every comic too it's like oh, i want to i'm gonna make it i'm gonna have a netflix special <laughs> all that shit and then yeah. like you know there's more and is, of, is there <laughs> and a lot of people get that and they're still miserable I, yeah. So you know, and also as being a dad, I, I wanna I wanna be a good model. I wanna be. I want them to say dad's happy. I don't want to be like dad's angry all the time. So that <laughs> yeah. that being a dad really changed kind of my perception. I really want to work on myself more, uh, just to be yeah. more balanced, which doesn't actually go well with comedy. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. being angry is great. Uh, you know, they want to yeah. laugh at anger. I'm trying to be less angry, more patient. <laughs> more kind yeah. of you know just more level i meditate a lot just try to be more level-headed yeah yeah but, but do you bring that into um your creative pursuits now like uh because like when you wrote this book and it seems like you're still writing quite a bit so it's like are you bringing a level perspective into your new creative endeavors i think it's a more mature like in the, i gotcha. used to make fun of fitness a lot because that was what i was what i was involved in but now i'm married and that solved right. all those problems. It's just complaining <laughs> about that shit. Like it's the biggest yeah. struggle of your life being married. So that is so, it? and that, that's a lot of complaining too. But it's it's a more mature yeah. complaining. It's about problems yeah. that people can relate to more than uh, the uh, complaining about a marathon being a stupid event. <laughs> Which, and if you don't mind me asking it, not to make you dive into your act, but uh, why is a marathon a stupid event? Well, <laughs> one person dies in every marathon yeah. really yeah i mean if one person <laughs> died at every prom they would cancel the fucking thing <laughs> but and it's based on a guy that dropped dead a guy ran wow. from 20 grand 26 miles from uh athens to the town of marathon to deliver a message that the spartans were coming or one of the one of the trojans were coming and then he dropped yeah. dead so this is in honor of him so you're supposed to die at the end <laughs> that's kind of this is kind of horrifying because i i just started running like six months yeah. ago I, I i'm attempting to to get into shape now yeah. and uh and run and I, this scares me because i actually think to myself like as i start to be able to run like 3.5 miles four miles i can like finally now run like a few miles that's good stay there though. i'm like should i stay there yeah. no, no no seriously <laughs> three miles is the sweet spot like a 20 yeah. to 30 minute run is perfect yeah after that point like you're just destroyed a marathon's just a guy destroying his knees <laughs> is that really you can you're pushing it too much like do you think we're not intended to be running these uh these long distances no and the heart too much? no the, the heart explodes around mile 24 always because <laughs> no it, it, it it's the only thing you get is that stupid fucking medal that 55,000 yeah. other people got <laughs> You know, you didn't win, right? No, you know, but, yeah. Uh, you got to live. Yeah. I, I, I'm, and again, you know, bodybuilders are injecting, uh, you know, hormones into their ass. But, you know, yeah. every, it's just as stupid. I, I, to yeah. be clear, I was a natural bodybuilder. I never did steroids. So, sure. But um, 20 to 30 minute run is perfect. Marathon's just fucking stupid. That's that's awesome. Uh, I'll take that back to my training uh, routine. And I'll think to myself, Andrew Ginsberg told me that I don't have to do more than 3.5 miles. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and what, what's happening is, and a lot of these guys are out with books now, but old ultra marathons, like all you're yep. hearing about all these badasses that do a hundred mile runs and the ultra, yeah. and it's going to take years <laughs> off there. They're going to die a few years earlier and because yeah. of the telomeres and it, it, it's going to shorten your lifespan. 
Really? I never looked at running that way. See, you're right, because I was thinking to myself, like, oh, they uncovered these kind of civilizations of guys who just run all day. They run hundreds of miles. They don't wear shoes or socks. They're running. And, like, we should have – this is how humans are supposed to be, but this is a good perspective. It's not – No, this is how yeah. humans are not supposed to be. This is how humans die. This is why humans only <laughs> live till they were 30. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad yeah. – yeah. So much of don't it is it. Uh, is just just silly. How so? Um, so you're in the gym like every single day still? I have, you, uh, so uh, when I, I I lived in the city for 20 years, met my wife yeah. on the Upper West Side. We got a house in Connecticut, had a kid, and couldn't raise. We didn't want to raise kids in New York City, you know, where the hallways, yeah. the playground, you know, hallways, the yeah, backyard, yeah, yeah, yeah. in some apartment. <laughs> yeah. So so we moved to a house in Connecticut, and my my dream was always to have a, uh, a gym at home. So <laughs> before nice. I before I cared, my wife was like designing the living room and you know all the <laughs> breakfast nooks and all this shit around the house. All I cared yeah. about was this gym. And so <laughs> I have a gym in the boiler room. I call it boiler room gym. And I was measuring the wow. ceiling to get the pull-up bar that was just the so I have I have a really cool home gym that I use every day and I fucking love it. Yeah. Get up at five. That's... Five five, wow. five is a sweet sweet hour for a dad, by the way. At five AM, nobody's <laughs> awake. And, and yeah. you're good until about six thirty. And then 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 anything you want to do for yourself is off the table. Yeah, then you got to give it up to your family for the rest till you go to sleep. Yeah. So it's like you got that hour and a half, that's the hour and a half in the, from five till six yeah. in the morning. If you're going to write, you're going to meditate, you're going to work out, you better do it there because that ain't going to happen later. <laughs> do you do it all during that time? So you're writing, you're you're in the gym, you're meditating, you're, work, you're doing everything in that hour and a half. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, uh, 20 minute meditation, 40 minute writing, half an hour workout. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So were, were you a, were you a night owl guy when you were doing stand up and now you're a morning person? I was or never. Which to... shows you why stand up was all wrong for me. I, I <laughs> this is late for me, man. When you yeah. when we're like seven thirty, I'm like, whoa, I don't know if I'll be up. And I, I, I'm, I even when I was doing stand up, I love a good nine o'clock, ten o'clock bedtime. I, I do wow. not like staying up late. I love getting up early. <laughs> I'm really a, 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 a go with the sun type of person. When it gets darker, okay. and that's the, the worst thing a stand up can be, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, that, that's why you're, you know, you have to. When do you do your spots at uh, at brunch at the uh, at Perkins? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I I would just drink a lot of coffee, but I hated it. I'm like, I know yeah. my circadian rhythm does not want me doing an 11:30 show on a Saturday night. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah no, I, for sure. Un- undoubtedly, uh, what you're doing now is is healthier. I tried to do the, uh, you know, the Miracle Morning. You ever read that? That's book? exactly. Uh, that's exactly what that what I, what basically I was telling. Yeah, it's. It, yeah, I, I yeah. read the book and it, it, I like it. Except he 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 only denotes like ten minutes to all that shit, and he packs you yeah. in. He gives you like seven things to do in an hour, and I'm like, I'm not working out for ten fucking minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's exact. It's too rapid. Yeah. It's uh, I, I I joked around with a few friends a few weeks ago after I read it. I said, uh I like the miracle part, but I couldn't wrap my mind around the morning part. It's just too early. It's just too early. Five is so early. It I is. So, like. It is so early. But I've always been a morning it, riser. Because when I was doing yeah. stand up in the city, I was training clients in the morning, and I, I, wow. I always had a five thirty. So I was getting <laughs> no sleep in my twenties and thirties. I was just a. I was just an animal. I was smoking a ton of weed and drinking a ton <laughs> of coffee and just burning yeah. the candle. And you know, <laughs> I've never heard. I've never. 
quite frankly, I've never met somebody like you before. I've never heard of this before. Like you're working out, you're you're smoking weed, you're doing stand up, you're a modeling, even though you're not trying to model. I mean, that's a pretty interesting life you've had so far. Trying out every antidepressant imaginable. <laughs> During that time, uh, oh yeah, no, I, I, I was, I was a crazy. I mean, we're all, I, I, we're crazies. We're all, yeah, we're yeah, fucking yeah. crazy. We're nuts. So you know, we're my nuts. wife knows she married a crazy. <laughs> She's okay with it, though. I mean, I yeah, think she yeah. liked part of the crazy. It, I, I, I picture <laughs> yeah. you know going out with somebody like yourself or Andrew Ginsburg or Andrew Ginsburg. We're, we're at least we're interesting. This book that you just put out, the Pumping Irony book. Yeah. Did you write that in increments of an hour and a half at five o'clock in the no, morning? No, I wrote and, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I wrote that uh, over a course of three years, just little bits, okay. making fun of all the different fitness shit. And yeah. and I had a little blog back when blogs people back when people had blogs, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and people, journal, I, yeah. I had this fitness blog, and people were reading. They're like, "This could be a book." So I said, "Fuck it, I'm done yeah. with the blog. I'm going to write a book." And yeah. I, that was a, it. Was always a good. That was a goal for a long time. And uh, it's really hard to um, find an agent. Then it's even harder to find a publisher. And I and yeah. I was able to do both, but it took a long. It took a lot of rejections. Uh, but you know, like stand up teaches you to eat a lot of shit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, yeah. we've thick skin. So that, yeah. And that book is definitely, um, something, yeah, it, it, it's definitely the creatively the thing that I'm proudest of. Yeah. I, 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 you know, again, when I, when I knew I was going to talk to you, I kind of, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing quite frankly, because I, we just planned this, but I, uh, I started reading bits of it and it, it is interesting. I mean, cause I've never met somebody like, I, I, I think what I think is so interesting about you is like, you have a very, um, easygoing attitude towards this uh weightlifting thing i i've always found it unapproachable because guys like you were too serious it gets too serious you know it's like scary to, to to interact with like even the whole world of that kind of stuff it's like you know you kind of think of uh like like anger and working out and like that kind of stuff going together but you seem like such a uh a laid-back nice dude who happens to be a bodybuilder and that comes comes through in the pages of the, of the book i think thank you just love the way that you seem to have found a a, a balance there you know what i mean thank you um well let me ask you just a few i know we're kind of running no. up on time i don't i know and i know it's getting late i know you're gonna be uh falling asleep soon <laughs> i got nothing going on and what i said you have to believe me so well, I, I, and i'm talking I, to I'm andrew just... ginsburg this 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 is not gonna happen a lot in my life no, nah, same here. This is a once in a lifetime thing where we where we come to like, you know, like I said in the very beginning of the show, and I didn't expand on it too much. But like when I've always been into stand up, I've always been into acting when I was a kid. And since you're, you know, 10 years older than me, you're always 10 years ahead of me. And I'm telling my whole entire life, college, high school, even I know anybody that's listening to this now that knows me actually will recall that like people used to say, well, you can't you can't be in, you know, there's already an Andrew Ginsburg. Did you know that that there's already do you know this guy? And he and he kind of and he has a similar stick to you. He has a similar thing. Like he talks about similar. He, 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 there's already a guy doing what you All do. Right. It's Andrew, over. <laughs> Andrew, this is a this is a good moment. I'm gonna dig deep. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. ask you if I were you. And I'm looking yeah. at this guy. I'm thinking, <laughs> who's this fucking piece of shit? I'm not thinking. Oh come that. on, this guy with <laughs> this guy with his shirt off and all these pictures. Who is this fucking loser that people are asking me about? I'm not the I'm not the fucking loser. No, I I, I no. I thought to myself, well, this guy's in way better shape than me. He's got more hair than I do. 
He's got the U in the name, which I think is like slightly more edgy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's been on. He's been, he's done Carolines. <laughs> so, so so far he's 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 doing okay. But it's okay because I'm happy that the name is being put to good use. I want to get on your level. If I could start, if I could start hitting my four mile stride, I'll I'll be like almost like you. I feel like I'm getting there, man. You're an inspiration. I don't believe you. for all Andrew Gis- believe, for Andrew Gisberg's every there everywhere. I don't believe You're- you. <laughs> I, 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 I promise. There, I man. think there was hate. I think there. I think. I think there was rage and hate every time somebody asked you, or t- any time you saw the other one. I think you fucking cursed me for the past. <laughs> That's what I would have done, and I think I'm nice. You're so nice. I. You're right. Maybe when I was younger, there was a little bit like, oh, maybe, maybe if we're being honest, maybe there was a little bit like, oh, he's a bodybuilder. How could he be a comic? Fuck this you know loser. <laughs> Fuck never, this loser. Those were your three I never, words. Fuck this I was too. I was too scared of you to call you a loser. I didn't want to get beat Fuck up. <laughs> so funny. That's that's. Well, I mean, well, I guess what I I just want to dive in on a little bit yeah. more. If you don't, if you don't have, if you have a few I minutes, have all like, the time when, in the world. As I said, even, this, even, this is <laughs> like the planets are aligned at this moment. Yeah, no, I I feel it of too. Of course. What I'll end on is what's what's next for Andrew Ginsburg. What are you what are you thinking now, man? Uh, Where are you gonna? I know you're focused on your family and stuff, but uh, I mean, creatively, what do you think? I, I, I really want to. Um, I really want to sell a script. I've written a bunch of scripts. I've had them looked at. I've had them considered, but I've never sold one. And I really want to sell this nice. script, and I'm working on one now. I've been working on it for a while, actually, for about a year. And I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping maybe somebody will buy it. But that, if I could do anything, nice. it would be a screenwriter and just sit at home, never have to leave home, and just sell them. Let let yeah. them option them, and I don't. I don't care if they change the whole thing. Just pay me. And then, <laughs> I, no, that, that that's really. I just want to be left that. alone, but yeah. and able to write like a like a real recluse, uh, you know, a real hermit. Yeah, like a real writer. Yeah. you want to. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. You you want to go in that direction? But, just let me write. That's leave it. Me alone. That's it. Let me get yeah. let me get paid to write for the rest of my life, and even if it's not a lot, if it's enough to live on, that would be lovely. And and that, yeah, yeah. But that that's that's really all I want to do. And and just be, I ho- and just be and just be a really fucking good dad if I can. That that's the most important thing. I know it's it's about as interesting as like as a sponge. Okay, nobody wants no. to, get, especially for comedians. Like anytime you talk about kid, your kids, oh yeah, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, man. Hey, what about like uh, Ray Romano? You know what I mean? Uh, you, there, there's a there's a there's a whole group of people that give a fuck. Maybe other comics don't give a fuck. That, that, that's what I, that's really what I'm saying. Just, yeah. just in conversation, <laughs> you know, it's like, how yeah. are the kids? Yeah. Yeah, let's get this yeah. over with. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm rooting for you, man. I I hope that that because I think something tells me you're a great dad. You seem like a really great guy, and I hope that your your dream of uh of of writing and being reclusive comes true for that, you. Because, thank uh, you. Uh, what's your what's yeah. Andrew Ginsburg's dream? Uh, my dream is, um, I'd like to like be able to just do stuff like this. And like you said, if I could just make enough to survive off of it, um, that, that would be a good life for me. I don't necessarily want to be like, you know, George Carlin or something like that. I, I, uh, I would just like to be able to wake up every day and do whatever I want, which is this type of stuff. That's like without having to think, use time or energy or space, like in my brain to do other things that I'm not necessarily passionate about. Uh, that's 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 my dream. That's what I'm working towards. Is like if I just keep doing these things, I, I think of it like snowballs that turn into an avalanche. Like 
If I just do it a little bit every day, maybe one thing will become something that I can really sink my teeth yeah, into. Yeah, that sounds know? great. Uh, how long have you been doing stand-up? So I've been doing stand-up uh, since I was like, you know, in college, like 10 wow, years ago. okay. But, yeah. but with a caveat that I didn't do it for a bunch of yeah. years. Um, so I stopped like throughout my twenties, I was like, I have to, I have to make money. I'm a, what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, what's, I, I was like a whole crisis and I, I didn't do anything besides work. Like I didn't do anything that I enjoyed for, for a few years. And I, it started to make me a little, like, I noticed I was a little squirrely. Like I just wasn't myself, you know? And then I missed stand up. I was living out in California. I was, I was working, um, I was working for a book publisher out there in Northern California in San Francisco. And uh, it was cool life, but I, I really missed like the arts. And so I actually came back to New York City three years ago just to, to be serious about stand-up. And so I came back, started doing stand-up. I took uh, the courses with Veronica Mosey at the Comedy Cellar. She does these courses there where they do like stand to refresh myself and became pretty good friends with her. Then from there, I've, I've just been freaking man, just going out and doing mics and meeting people and... Yeah, so I've been I was even doing it pretty seriously again though for the last couple of years besides the COVID. Yeah, that's that's break. great. What do you enjoy most yeah. is, uh, across the board? The podcast, the writing, the stand up. I also saw you're a musician. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I love music. Uh, I've I've always played music, but I I view it more as a hobby because. Um, like I like to play music. I am decent at music. I can hang with any intermediate to you know advanced player. Can you name an, but, uh, not... name an instrument? I, I can't hear you say I'm, I'm good at music. What do what do you? Uh, a guitar. I play okay. guitar. <laughs> I, I can play the guitar. You know the bass. I could, I could sing. Like you know stuff. Any any regular Beatles style rock band. I could, I could probably hang. I with need them, a picture you know? of you on an instrument. I was like, he's good at music. <laughs> well, what the fuck does he play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like Beethoven. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, picture me with music because I back when I had hair, it was down to my shoulders, and I used to play guitar. Yeah. And I, I just, but I was never gonna. I realized early on I was never gonna be like Jimi Hendrix. I, I wasn't great, yeah. you know. I just like it a yeah. lot, and I and I no matter how hard I practiced, I just wasn't getting better. I was just staying at this yeah. level, you know. But um, so I like that. But my dream would be like the, to me, there's no better feeling, no drug, no no feeling better in the entire planet than successfully doing a stand up bit like. Like the crowd laughs, you walk off stage. Like that doesn't happen all the time. I bomb all the time, but sometimes I don't. Like you know, I, I sometimes if I work hard enough, I'll have a really good set. And for me, I live for that like nine minutes of joy. That's the, that's the, that's what I'd like to ideally be doing all the time. If well, you have something I already know that uh, most guys don't have, and likability. Okay, it's oh, funny. Thanks, that's the one <laughs> word that always came up. Like, uh, they, you know, I, sometimes I, I I didn't get picked out to get on a show or something, and they'd be like, "Yeah, the audience laugh, but I don't think you're likable." Yeah. That's that's Jeez. a criticism that comes up a lot, and you you are a hundred percent likable. Like the audience, maybe they they don't you don't get this big laugh some night, but they, I'm sure they like you every single time. Do you think? That's I appreciate that. That's a really nice thing to say, and yeah, people do say that. Like, uh. My friend Daniel, who's like my primary, like uh, I view him as kind of like a mentor, but he's a friend and he's also a stand-up yeah. comic and he's pretty good. He uh, he always tells me that no matter what they, they say about you on stage, he's like, nobody's going to see you get on stage and go, I hate this guy. No one's going to say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that is so huge. In fact, the guys that I look yeah. at, like there's a lot of young guys in Connecticut that I kind of help out. We write together sometimes and, and they're, they're good. And, but I, I really yeah. look at the ones that are so likable. I have this friend, Bo, who is so fucking likable. Like I, yeah. the audience cannot, cannot, uh, they have to enjoy him. Even, like, yeah. We just love li looking at it. Like you, you have that. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. 
But hey, man, I, I really like again, I really appreciate your time. I'm really thankful that you came What's on the that? show. It was really cool of you to do it. And um, you know, I, I can't thank you enough. You, you, you seem like a really nice guy. I wish you all the best with uh, your family and your book and your future writing endeavors. And I hope you'll stay in touch. Maybe you can uh, come do the Village Idiot, Village Idiot show sometime. If you ever want to bring back, come back on stage uh, or come back on the I 100% yeah. will. We, we have to meet in person. I want to see, see you perform. Uh, I want to be good friends with Andrew Ginsburg. Me too. Right, me right too. On. Me too. Uh, that would be cool. great, man. So uh, thanks for coming on, and I'll, I'll see you, you take soon. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, folks, that was my interview with the other Andrew Ginsberg. I'd like to thank my guest, Andrew Ginsberg. I just like to say that over and over again. Thank you, Andrew Ginsberg. Andrew Ginsberg. All right. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you.